Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Women in Ministry TV broadcast, now on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. My name is Deanna Fullerton. I'm a licensed clinical pastoral counselor and ordained minister for pastoral care and founder of Eagles Rest Counseling right here in Middle Tennessee. I also want to let you know that um, this is great news. Women in Ministry TV prayer line is now available during this broadcast. And um, if you're tuning in to the other um, ministers on this channel um, or Facebook Live, the prayer lines are available as they are giving their messages as well. And let me give you the number so you can jot it down. And I think it's also included um, uh, in the um, in the description of this page. So um, it's one one eight 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 five zero seven seven two nine three. And that is the ministry prayer line. Um, if at any time during this um, teaching or afterwards, if you need someone to pray with you, there is a um, woman of God waiting to hear your prayer requests and pray with you on um, live in person. So it's one eight eight five zero seven seven two nine three. Well, thank you for joining me again today as we continue our study on the names of God. Last week, we discovered the name Kana, which means the jealous God. My hope is that through our study, you were able to identify, go back and identify, maybe some number one, have you, and ask yourself this question, have you provoked Kana, the jealous God? Number two, if and are there any idols in your life that you're ready to give up? And number three, how can you fully recognize God's glory and majesty? So today we're going to study Adonai, Lord, Master. Adonai occurs 434 times in the Old Testament. Adonai is first mentioned in Genesis 15:2. Adonai is used heavily in Isaiah, about 200 times in Ezekiel, and 11 times in Daniel chapter 9. Adonai means Lord or Master, and showing God has sovereignty over all of us. What I hope you see at the end of our time together today is that a that Adonai is more than a name. Adonai is really about a relationship, a relationship between God and his people, us. So I want to remind you um, that I gather materials during the week to bring you um, a study on the names of God on each particular name of God. And I'm hoping that it just whets your appetite for you to go back and study on your own. I highly encourage you to go back and study on your own. Um, and the internet is full of resources. And if you're like, well, I don't know where to start. Um, Blue Letter Bible is a um, online um, Bible study or 
Bible study resource that I use. Um, it has concordances, concordances, I can't say that word this morning, um, uh, dictionaries, all different um, translations of the Bible, Hebrew, um, it goes into the Hebrew words, the Greek meaning of words. So I just want to share all that with you um, so that you can go back and if, if you don't agree with something I'm saying or you want to find out more information, there is resources that are out there that you can go out and use on your own. So um, I want to follow that by saying, um, um, give you some statistics. And according to the Barna Research Group in 1992, that was about 29 years ago, 73% of the people polled agree that God is the all-powerful, all-knowing, and perfect creator to the universe who rules the world today. Fast forward to about um, three Two thousand sixteen and January two thousand eighteen. When it comes to what could be considered an orthodox view of God as the all-powerful, all-knowing, perfect creator of the universe who rules the word to world today, around three quarters of all self-identified Christians believe this to be true across age cohorts. For practicing Christians. More than nine in 10 elders, 91%, see God in this way. And then as the ages go down, a proportion that lowers slightly down the generational spectrum, 89% boomers, 85% Gen, Gen Xers, and 84% millennials. Um, and the reason why I share this is the importance of learning who God is, his names, and then of course, passing it on to the the next generations. As you can see, the numbers are going down, not by much, but they've gone down. Um, and so um, moving right along, so who is Adonai and what can we expect from him as we look at his name? So there's four things when we address God as Adonai, our Lord and master. Number one, God's sovereign position. The Lord is the sovereign ruler, ruler and supreme master of the universe. He is the Lord who holds the highest position within the universe. He is before all, above all, and over all. Three scriptures share this um, or say this in the word, Deuteronomy 10, 17, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. Joshua three eleven says, behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into Jordan. And we read in Psalms 8 and 1, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. 
So we see that God is his sovereign position is ruler over the whole universe. He holds the highest position. Number two, God's supreme authority. Now, when I say the word authority, I'm sure some of you, the your feathers ruffled, like you don't like that word. Well, I've, it just, I'm going to, I have a, I read an article that really explains this, but let me, let me read this real quick. So God's supreme authority. The Lord is the supreme master over the whole universe. He rules as he wills, rules according to his own purposes and pleasure. The Lord does not hold authority, just like all authorities upon earth and throughout the universe. The Lord is the one supreme authority who rules, governs, and executes justice as he sees fit rewarding the obedient and punishing the disobedient. Now, I understand Jesus Christ came and he paid the way he paid for all of our sins. And um, so there's grace. And let me, so I found this article by Chris Cree on the sovereignty of God. Um, So when it comes to power versus authority, The first thing we need to understand is the difference between power and authority. God is indeed all powerful. One of the many names of God, as we have have studied in the past, is El Shaddai, which means Lord God Almighty. However, even though God is all powerful, he sovereignly chose to self-limit his power by delegating authority to mankind in the Garden of Eden. And we could read that in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image, image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So with this delegation of authority, God made man responsible for what happens here on earth. It also meant that God could only intervene when invited into a situation by mankind because of God's own self-imposed limitation of authority. Because God said mankind has dominion, if he then stepped in the earth to do stuff uninvited, God would be violating his own word. That is something God cannot do. And the scripture reference for that is Psalms 89, 34. So those are the first two um, things that we can expect and we can see as we address God as Adonai, our Lord and Master. And I hope that clarifies power, God's power versus his authority. So the other number three is God's right to demand obedience. The Lord is the supreme master over all things the creator and sovereign Lord over all, both visible and invisible. Therefore, he alone has the right to demand obedience and submission. 
We owe our lives to the sovereign Lord and supreme master of the universe. Consequently, we should give our lives to him, totally subject ourselves to his control and rule. So there are several, several examples in the Bible that illustrates Adonai's signaling a call to service. Let's look at Isaiah's call to ministry and commission. In Isaiah 6, 1 through 11. So um, in the um, Isaiah 6, 1 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up in the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled, filled with smoke. Verse 5. Then I said, Woe is for me, I am, un I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of, of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Verse 9, And he said, Go and tell this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and return and be healed. Then I said, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant. The houses are without a train. Without a man, the land is utterly desolate. The Lord has removed men far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. But yet a tenth will be in it, and will return and be for consuming, as a terebinth tree or as an oak, whose stump remains when it is cut down. So the holy seed shall be its stump. So. Here, this is the commissioning or the min Isaiah's call to ministry. And, um, okay, so number four, God's power to provide. The Lord is the one who can provide all things for his servant. The one who can meet all the needs of his dear follower, both his spiritual and physical needs. So we read in... Um, Genesis 15, 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and, 
and the heir of my house is Elazir of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. So um, I love what this this comes from a Scottish minister in the 1800s, um, his explanation of, or his words given to Genesis 15, one through six. Thus, Abram opens his whole heart to God. He has no reserve and no guile. He does not keep silence when his sorrow is stirred, painfully or sullenly musing, musing when the fire burns. He does not dissemble or disguise his anxious thought, anxious doubts and fears. He may be obliged to restrain himself in the presence of the weak or the wicked among his fellow men who might have no sympathy with his infirmity. But before his God, he may lay bare his inmost soul and make all his thoughts and feelings known. And even if they be thoughts of unbelief and feelings bordering upon sin, the suggestions of sense and sight contending against faith, the groanings of the flesh lusting against the spirit, better far that they be spread fairly out in the gracious eye of the blessed Lord. Then that, then that they be nursed and pinned up in his own bosom under the cover of a cold formality or in the trembling of obsequiousness of superstitious bondage that was by Robert Candlish, a Scottish Scottish minister in the 1800s. So the four ways to that we see that um, who is Adonai, what can we expect? God's sovereign position, God's supreme authority, God's right to demand obedience, and God's power to provide. Okay, so how can we, in this modern day, approach Adonai? Well, God's children are first invited to cast their burden upon him, and thus they are set free for his service. Number one, acknowledge yourself as his servant. Understand Adonai is owner of all and you are a steward who has been declared worthy by him to serve and for you to count it a privilege to serve. The greatest liberty and joy of all is to be a servant of the Lord. Um, Romans 6.16 says this, Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin to death or obedience to righteousness. A person is a slave of that to which he gives obedience or that which he recognizes as his master. If he obeys the commands of sin, then sin is his master and he is moving in the direction of death. If he obeys the commands of righteousness, then righteousness is his master. 
and he experiences true life. I'm all about experiencing true life versus death. And I hope that you can find that as well. Um, Romans 6, 22 says, but now having been set free from sin and having been slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. We also see in 1 Corinthians 7, 22, for he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he is called he who is called while free is Christ's slave. Number two, understand Adonai as, as, mas as the master who can supply all of your needs, including supernatural empowerment, enabling, enabling you to serve God. We read in Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And stick around for just a few more minutes because I want to share a personal story on that on that particular scripture. Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. And he has a lot of benefits. We just got to search for them, ask for them, and he has given us a whole ton of benefits. And so I, I pray that you would search the word and find out what those benefits are. I know joy is one, peace is one, salvation is one, and those are just a few. I could go on and on. So number three is recognize you can do whatever Adonai calls you to do. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. You must be willing to allow Christ's power to sustain you in difficulty and scarcity and to enhance the enjoyment of abundance and prosperity. When you exercise such faith, it is a stimulant to believe for all Christ's sufficiency in facing all life's circumstances. We read in Psalms 114, 7 through 8, Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into fountains of water. Charles Spurgeon says about this scripture, that the believer feel that God is near and he will serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Awe is not cast out by faith, but the rather it becomes deeper and more profound. The Lord is most reverenced where he is, where he is most loved. So how can I apply this to my life? How can I apply knowing who Adonai, Adonai is and how can I apply it to my life today? Well, number one, ask, there's three questions for you to take with you this week. Number one, ask yourself, do you know God as your Adonai, Lord and Master? Number two, what burden are you needing to cast upon the Lord today? And number three, where is God calling you to serve? So my personal story, going back to Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No, sorry. That's another personal story. The one I wanted to share with you today is Philippians 4.19. 4, 
And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. There was a time, um, probably 20, about 20 years ago, um, we were living in West Tennessee and we, um, we were in one income family. I was a stay at home mom and my car broke, my husband's car broke and the car that we had borrowed was, was broken or there was something wrong with it. So at that point, my husband and I, we were just like, okay, something's gone on. So we decided our church at the time had a prayer room. So we decided let's go to the prayer room and just seek the Lord and find out what is going on. What, what do we need to do from this point? Because obviously you're trying to get our attention. So he had our attention. We went and prayed. And from that prayer, um, the Lord gave me this scripture in my Philippians 419. And my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, I took that scripture and I printed it out on paper and I pasted it or taped it in my kitchen, in my living room, in my bathroom, in my bedroom, in the car, the car that we were borrowing. Um, it was everywhere. And what it has done, because we used to struggle, you know, paycheck to paycheck, one income family, and not knowing, not knowing if how we're going to pay for two vehicles to get fixed, and pay for the car that we would, you know, to fix the car that we were borrowing. And so what happened with posting this scripture and meditating on this scripture, it moved from my head, just a thought and just a scripture to know, to knowing it intellectually, to knowing it in my heart and knowing in my heart that God will supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And he really does truly does meet every one of my needs. And it's just been a, um, a journey since then. We, it's, we don't worry about our needs being, you know, be, not being supplied because we know God will meet every one of our needs. So if you find yourself there or, you know, you don't, you have a issue with the Lord being or Adonai being your Lord and master, please reach out to either me or you could call the prayer line and get someone to pray for you. Um, if you're watching this live or um, even if you're watching this, um, you know, videotaped or not video, watching the, not the live version, send me an email and, um, I, I don't mind praying for you. So that was my personal story. Um, so I'm going to pray and then I'll close this out. So dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you this morning. Lord, I ask that you um, be with those watching and those that will watch later. Lord, I ask that you, um, if they do not know you as their Lord and personal Savior and their Lord and Master of their life, Lord, I pray that today would be the day that they give everything up to you. And they say, here, here, be here, Adonai, here I am. 
You are my Lord and master. You control. I give you all the control. I give you my life. Now where, and I cast all of my burdens upon you. And I'm asking you, Lord, where do you want me to serve? I'm here to serve you. Where do you need me to serve? And so, I, Lord, I just pray for those watching. I pray for the ones to, that will watch in the future, that you will be with them and you will lead and guide them. If they do not know um, Jesus as their personal Savior, Lord, I pray that today would be the day that they give their life over to you. Lord, I pray for those listening that you would be with them, give them a, a blessed day. And we just ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, thank you once again for joining me today. I hope that you will tune in to Women in Ministry TV broadcast, YouTube channel, or Women in Ministry TV broadcast Facebook page. I'm not the only one um, teaching. There are a whole bunch of women now teaching, and the prayer line is open. So um, pop on any time to listen to some of the other women teaching. So, um, but I'm on every Friday at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time, as we discover together the many name, many precious names of God. I will once again upload the audio version of this to my podcast, Devotions with Deanna. And if you have specific prayer requests, um, send me a, an email at devotionswithdeanna at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day, my friends.